0: This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome
1: to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm excited to say that Dr. Heidi Horsley is on the phone with us from Newtown, Connecticut. Hi, Heidi.
0: Hi,
2: Mom. How are you? I'm here today with our guest, Glenn Lord, who we'll be introducing in a second. I feel like I'm in a studio, Mom, because Glenn and I are sitting in this kitchen overlooking, like, Connecticut. It's beautiful, and uh, it's weird because I feel like I'm in a studio even though I'm not.
1: That's, that's amazing. I, it's so much fun to have you both on. I thought I was probably going to be doing the show alone today, but it's great having you on. Well, I know Glenn Lord from uh, Compassionate Friends, and Glenn and I were on the National Board of the Compassionate Friends together, and now Heidi's on the board with Glenn, and I miss all you guys, Glenn. I miss
3: you, too. I miss you. Too.
1: We had so much fun together. Well, Glenn founded the Grief Toolbox, and it's a resource for the bereaved. And he's also the executive producer of Walking Through Grief. It's a DVD series. And it's a grief support series. And Heidi and I are on that series as Alan Peterson and a lot of other folks are on. Glenn um, had, he got involved with the Compassionate Friends and with the grief and loss world after his son Noah died after having a tonsillectomy. You know, a very, very sad story. And uh, Glenn went on to adopt a couple of other children and as Heidi has done. And uh, that's a whole interesting story in and of itself. But Glenn, I wanted to ask you uh Maybe we better talk to our audience. I know they're going to be wondering what you guys are doing up in Newtown. Glenn, do you want to talk about that?
3: Yes, yes. We've been invited here by a wonderful organization, the Tony Brown Foundation. And uh, what we're doing is providing support to the community as a whole. Um, you know, Newtown is obviously there's been a lot of people who have really been hurting and suffering with everything going on um, with the shootings. But the reality is, is that it's affected a lot more people than just the families directly involved. And with that, there has been an entire community, whether it be school teachers, whether it be um, pastors, whether it be just family and friends, as well as other individuals who are bereaved themselves and just the support that's needed in the community because of all of the hurting and pain that's here. And we're really here to just provide resources for all of those people that um, are out looking for resources in this community.
1: Wow, it's going to be interesting, Heidi. to have a follow-up from you on uh, how this goes, because you're just setting up for it, right?
2: We are, and it's interesting because Alan Peterson and Mitch Carmody, I think it was yes on Sunday, went to the church where 12 of the kids that died had had services, and they talked to the, the, the pastor, was it the pastor one? Yes, yes. And they basically just said to him, you know, we're here for you, we hope you take care of yourself. And what else would I think, Glenn? Something to
3: do... Go... Really just trying to support the pastor. He's been, you know, he's been supporting all of the families and, and all of the, the relatives and the community as a whole, but he's been obviously hurting and suffering. He's actually going to be taking uh, a little bit of time off and getting some additional support um, because the reality is is that grief workers here are also, they're, they're having a tough time. And uh, as we all know, you know, America doesn't really know how to deal with the grief environment, and it's it's just been so much in people's lives here that people are forced to to go out of their comfort zone and deal with it, and it's been very draining for some of those people that are on the front lines and really want to help them, provide them some support and resources and tools to to make their lives easier, so that they can continue to both help themselves and help
1: others. It's always kind of fascinating, you know, living in uh, the Bay Area, and we had a very large earthquake a few years ago, and. And they were asking for grief counselors to help out with that and I had to laugh because I mean you know it's kind of a cynical laugh I guess but you know they're asking people who've been in the earthquake to help people who've been in the earthquake so I, I think it's pretty interesting uh, that you're coming in from out of that scene and, and giving some support and you're planning on uh, doing it on a, on an ongoing basis after assessing it is that right Heidi?
2: Well, I I think right now we're just here, yeah, to to give support and to let people know that the Greek Toolbox is out there, Open to Hope is out there, there's resources for people and online resources 24-7 that they can access if they need support. Um, I don't know going forward at this point what's going to happen. I think we're just trying to figure out what is needed here and how we can be of help. And, I mean, it was interesting because I saw something on CNN yesterday about all the things that people got in Newtown and how they, they have a huge warehouse of that's been sent to this town that they're not really sure what to do with at this point because it, is, it has been so overwhelming. Because people have wanted
3: to help. I know that Anne Ann Castaldo, the head of the Tony Brown Foundation, really has a, a commitment. She, you know, she was, had the foundation before before the the horrible shooting, and she'll have the foundation long after. And she wants to to have a uh, continuing, ongoing resources. And 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 I, as much as, as you know, she invites us back. My hope is to be here. Uh, well into the future, I know she has plans continuing to offer support, uh, ongoing into the future for not only the families directly involved, but all those new families that are also suffering other grief events, and other families in the area that are having you know completely unrelated grief events, but happen to be here in the same geographic area, and in some ways may even feel like their grief may be minimized because they're they're not on the front page of the news, but to them, it was just as large a loss.
2: Well, well and it's interesting with what Glenn's saying, Mom, because two of, I got a phone call from two 9/11 families after Newtown saying, this event has triggered our own grief, and we really feel like we need to see somebody at this point. We need some support around that. And, and so, so,
1: yes, I love that Anne is here in the community. So, Heidi, let me ask you that question. I'm out there, and I'm hearing you guys, and it has triggered things for me. Heidi, what would you suggest if you saw these people? If you saw me, and it's re-triggered it for me, what would you suggest?
2: As far as support, where to go, et cetera?
1: Uh, no. What would what what can I do? Uh, I, say I'm your client sitting there with you. What would you recommend to me?
2: I think the first thing that you can do is to re- realize that it's normal. It's normal that that uh, that grief and loss retreat, we 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 relive our own loss when we see you know when we experience other losses when we experience current losses. So the first thing to recognize is that it's normal to get support to reach out to, to groups like Compassionate Friends or to a the therapist if you feel like. It's impacting your functioning, if it's impacting your work, if it's impacting your concentration, if it's impacting your relationships, you know, to a, a point where you feel like you can no longer function or you're getting really depressed, then maybe to go and talk to somebody about it.
1: So, Glenn, talk about the grief toolbox. What kinds of things would you have for me there as a resource if this is coming up for me?
3: Well, the grief toolbox is trying to be an all-encompassing place for all grief resources, um, when our son Noah died it was nineteen ninety nine and the internet was there and there were resources out there but the truth is it was really difficult to find some of them and there are a lot of the great resources that are just you have to you have to know where to look to find them. so the concept behind the grief toolbox was to put a kind of a clearinghouse, whether it be you know articles or artwork or videos or um, grief support groups, trying to put all of those places in a, in a single location you know, we have the ability for people to uh, any grief support group can list their grief support group, you know, free of charge on the site. We get um, tens of thousands of people coming to the site every month looking for grief support groups to find them wherever they may be in the country. We've, you know, put together the video series for people who want to either run their own grief support group or maybe want looking for support in their own home. We have, you know, an online community to try to help people find and interact with each other and really just trying to find all of those different resources, and we're constantly looking for New tools that are are of value. Um, you know, there's there's not a, we all know there's not a right or a wrong way to grieve unless you're hurting yourself or others. But the reality is, is sometimes it's hard to find the, the right thing for you, and that's really what we want to have.
1: Now, has this experience uh, being up there, has that brought, or the whole Newtown thing, has that brought thoughts for you about Noah?
3: Um, it has. I mean, Noah, Noah Noah was four and a half when he died, and so obviously he was a very similar age to a lot of the kids here, and so it. It did trigger a lot of a lot of concepts for me. Um, you know, this also has been this was Noah's 18th birthday. It just recently happened, so that in combination with the the two events, this triggered a lot of different thoughts for me, and really made me you know realize the the reality of the journey, which the, the families here have just started, um, and the reality of that that they're going to uh, you know need to find their own hope and need to find their own their own uh, joy throughout uh, this grief process and need help and, and resources in order to accomplish that path.
1: Now let me ask you, because I think one of the things that you're bringing up, uh, you and Mitch Carmody and Alan Peterson, is that you're men coming up to deal with grief and uh, you're bringing your own personal experience. As I see it, I see men tend to who move into this area tend to maybe be PhDs, high-level professionals in the field of counseling, but I see you coming in not only with certainly an educated person, but you're coming in with a personal experience. So I like this, don't you, Heidi? I
2: love that these, these guys are here because it not only it gives men permission to grieve, and also men often grieve different than women. And, you know, I think it's important for, for everybody to know that because sometimes there can be judgment and criticism around people, the way people grieve. Everybody should, you know, the idea that everybody should grieve the same, the idea that if you're not crying, maybe there's something wrong with you. The, the idea that why are you getting so busy and, and trying to fix everything? And some of this is just
1: that people grieve differently. Yeah, Glenn, I wanted to ask you, what uh, would you say to men out there who are grieving? And, and what do you think? What do you, do you have a different take on men and women's grief?
3: Yeah, I think one of the things to remember, though, is I think sometimes we do try to group men and women as a group, and, and I would argue that, that I, I would not group people that way. Um, I think just as, as all individuals grieve differently, so do men grieve differently. And there are some men who are, who are you know, that the way that they're going to get their grief relief, may be going out and you know, pounding on a deck. There may be other men who want to sit in a in a grief support group. Other men who may you know want to 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 read a book and. Some men cry, some men don't. But I think the reality is that's true whether you look at men or women. And I think the truth is, is that for men, we just need to have, um, be willing to give ourselves permission to grieve in the way that's right for us, and recognize that that is okay. Whatever it is you're feeling, if you know, if you need to, if you need to cry, cry. If you don't ever cry, you know, maybe that's not not your way, and that's okay too. Um, it's it's just necessary to uh, be okay with who you are and be willing to to express that. And recognizing that there's a lot of other men out there, you're you're not alone. That this, this, you know, this, this grief affects uh, it's, it's an equal opportunity effector. I mean, as many men are affected as women, and and it doesn't it doesn't discriminate one way or the other.
2: I, I totally agree with what, what Glenn is saying, and and one of the reasons I love the fact that Alan, Mitch, and Glenn are so, you know, they're they're such prominent people in the grief and loss world is because when you go oftentimes to organizations like Compassionate Friends and Grief Parents, you see the majority of people in the audience are women. And I think having Glenn and Alan, not to say that men aren't there, they are there, but having Glenn and Alan and Mitch out so publicly, I think gives men permission to come forward and to get involved and to join these groups and to be out there and and to not feel so alone, which I think is the most important
1: thing. You know, one of the things I just have a feeling that my audience is out there thinking, well, maybe my husband, I, I wonder how he could get involved with these kind of people, or I am a bereaved male and I'm thinking, how can I get involved? And, you know, I just wanted to talk about the Bereaved Parents uh, USA National Conference that's coming up in a couple of weeks. I think it's uh, July 24th. Is that right? Does anybody know that exact date? I will mm-hmm. look up. It's
2: something, yeah, I, I think that's it. Mom.
3: Yeah. So you're about the one in Sacramento?
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. That
1: is is. Uh, but I'll talk a little bit about It's going to be a big conference. Alan will be there. Denise, uh, you'll be there, Glenn. Heidi and I will be keynoting there. Uh, it's going to be an amazing conference. So uh, in Sacramento, California, this this show's airing on July 11th. So we're right before that uh, conference.
3: I think it's an amazing opportunity, I think, to be able to you know, to, to be around a family of individuals who understand that's where you're going to find other people. I would highly recommend that that, that men go to those events because the truth is is that um, where you may not find you fit in in a grief support group sitting around talking, that's not the reality of how these events are. They are they're they're a family get-together. And the best way to describe it is it's, it's vacationing with your loved one. And, um, you know, as much as we all vacation differently, there are people who are going to go to the sharing sessions and there's people who aren't. There's people who are going to meet and talk in the hallways, and you're going to find people who meet your personalities and you'll make friendships that'll last a lifetime that you may not have an opportunity to make um, because there won't be as many people in such a small area in other times. Now it's going to be
1: uh, July 26th. Is a Friday and Saturday, and it's in Sacramento, California, and it's not too late for you to sign up. There's always room, and as Glenn said, it's a you know it's it's intimate in a way, but in a way, if you want to go to the reflection room, you want to go hang out, you can do whatever you want. There'll be a lot of workshops. It's a uh, and you can bring the kids. Um, do they do they want you to bring kids younger? I don't think they have babysitting exactly, but you want to bring your teenagers for sure. Do you know if there's a limit, Heidi, on age? Is it seven or? I think, oh my gosh, I think
2: eight, nine, I think nine, eight or nine.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah and, and above. I mean, you can bring small kids, but you can't bring them to the conference. I would, I would you know, you need to get babysitting yeah, for
1: yeah, but the other kids, they actually have activities for them, and it's such a great place for teenagers to get together, really an important thing, and, and bringing them out to California. Well, Heidi, um, do you have any uh, last thoughts for about Newtown or about um, helping people or any last comments you want to make to us?
2: I, I'm just really honored to be here today, and I think that one of the most important things after any kind of tragedy is to empower the community because it's the community at the end of the day that is here, and I think that's why this event is so important, because the Tony Brown Foundation is part of this community. So they really have their pulse on what, what is needed, and they have their pulse on the people that are in this community, and it has been impacted, and even those that haven't had a direct loss have been extremely impacted by this event.
1: Well, Glenn, I, I know you have done so much to help people. Can you talk about where they will be able to get your resources online?
3: Well, there's two primarily places. is one you can go to www.thegrieftoolbox.com, or you can go to uh, www.walkingthroughgrief.com. Um, as well as we have a very active Facebook page with about 10,000 followers, and uh, that would be the, uh, at the Grief Toolbox is where is where you'd find that. But all of those places would be great places to find them. Great.
1: So uh, please tell everyone about these resources. And online resources are great, and you can visit us too. At Open to help dot com. And uh, also, we hope that you'll be watching our new television show that we're doing in New York City. We're on Manhattan Neighborhood Network, and I hope I get it right, Channel, channel uh, 56, right, Heidi? Yep, Channel 56 on
2: Sunday at 9 p.m. And we will be having Glenn on probably in April or May to talk about what he's doing with the Grief Toolbox. And I also want to give a shout-out about um, Glenn's Grief DVD, and I know we talked about it a little bit, but for those of you out there that haven't gotten it, I would suggest you get it because it is very powerful. It has a lot of leaders in the field that are not only leaders in the field professionally but have had their own personal losses, and it is an amazing video series that you can use in classrooms, personally, anywhere you want to learn more about grief and loss and hope and healing.
1: All right. Well, uh, thanks you guys from Connecticut for being on the show today, and uh, good luck with your Newtown experience, Heidi. And we'll be looking forward to hearing uh, your report on it on the next show. Thanks, Mom. Oh well, probably in about three shows. <laughs> so have to wait till then. So uh, two shows. Okay. But thanks for being on, and Glenn, thank you so much for being on, and uh, good luck today and all your activities. Thank you very much. Well, please stay tuned again next week uh, for our show, and God bless.